Welcome, everyone, to an episode of Maybe Next Year, the buff, longest-running Buffalo Bills podcast in human history. My name is Frank. Scott. I'm Paul. And if you can tell by the tone of my voice, I'm not too thrilled uh, to be recording a podcast today. Um, I always love talking to to my best friends here, um, my pod buddies, but it's just uh, – it's been a brutal less than 24 hours here uh, as as Bills fans and as human beings. Um, I, there is nobody listening to this that doesn't know what the story is, but I, I have to, in fact, utter these words in order to – we have to talk about it. Bills punter, newly drafted from San Diego Stat Matariza, has been accused – uh, actually sued in civil court uh, for gang rape uh, with two other San Diego State University players. Um, that's just hard to say. Uh, I'm going to briefly go through the details as I understand them, um, and then I will open the floor to you guys. Uh, I will say for those who listen, this is obviously like a really gross story. I'm not going to delve into all the details. I will also say that we might talk about some of the football implications of this because it's a football podcast. Uh, but don't think for a second that the three of us like don't understand the actual human uh, reality of things are the obviously the most pressing and the most important. Um, but OK, so sometime last year, seven, eight months ago, uh, there was a house party at San Diego State University. Um, where a 17-year-old girl was in attendance. I don't know if she was a student at the time or not. Um, I, I, high I'm school student, I believe. A high school August. student, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, um, in any event, she had been drinking prior to this. She showed up to this party where uh, it is alleged uh, Matariza spoke to her outside, gave her more to drink, convinced her to perform oral sex, forced her to have sex outside, then brought her into the house to a bedroom where for the next hour and a half, she was repeatedly assaulted by at least by the two other guys in the uh, in the complaint. I don't remember if Matt was involved on the stuff on inside, but he is involved certainly on this uh, on all on a lot of this. Um, then she found her phone the next day, reported it to the police. The police did what I forget the word for it. It was a really interesting call. It was like a it was a phone call where they called and basically listened to the phone call. Um, and he had admitted to having sex with her um, and that uh, coached her through a supervised conversation. It includes direct quotes from Ariza advising her to be examined for a sexually transmitted disease. Um, so she filed the complaint the next day. The San Diego police and the university there are conflicting reports on whether they dragged their feet for this investigation or they've been conducting it. There have been things that said the university was asked not to investigate because it might affect um, the police the, investigation. The police yeah. investigation. Thank you, Paul. Uh, anyway, that all happened long before any of us had mentioned Matariza. Uh, he was drafted by the Bills. There are there was a story that they didn't know at the time. Now there is competing evidence that perhaps some teams knew and the Bills should have known about this investigation. Uh, but the Bills apparently drafted him without this knowledge. At some time after this, they found out about these allegations uh, and spoke and did some sort of investigation. They described it as thorough, uh, at which point they cut Matt Hack, um, 
with all of this knowledge that a suit might be coming um, and that this had possibly happened, more importantly. Um, and then, you know, Pat Matariza wins the starting job. And as of last night, the civil suit uh, from this girl uh, who's now 18, she had done an article with the L.A. Times a month before, and the civil suit was filed um, to as to her position because – it is take it was taking forever. Like the the criminal and the and the university investigation seems to have been absolutely dragging. Um, there are lots of other little details in there that go through. I would like to say that overwhelmingly, what I've seen on Twitter at least, and what I've heard on the little bit of radio I've managed to listen today, has been sort of ready to do away with a punter that uh, uh, seems to have committed this or, or could possibly have committed this. There doesn't seem to be a lot. There was a handful of people who were sort of, you know, you can never really tell if they really care about guilty until proven innocent or if they're just looking to be, you know, counter woke because they're worried that, you know, this is all part of some sort of fucking political agenda that we might, you know, believe a woman's story about being brutally raped in college. Um, but, you know, I guess I'm giving away where I follow on this story. Uh, but, you know, all of this stuff is alleged, but it's obviously very serious. Um, and it runs, I think, the the overwhelming emotional part of this, at least for me, and I'm guessing for some people, is that the Bills have really held themselves out as a not that kind of team organization. Um you know, it's sort of been like it's meant to be the anti not that Rex Ryan would willingly or knowingly employ like a rapist. But like, you know, there was meant to be more care into the back into the background examination of people and, and the type of people being brought into the building is important to the team and to the front office. And that has been not just like talk. They've really gone out of their way to make that part of their identity. And so. The fact that they either were negligent in understanding this or willful, uh, possibly, uh, is upsetting. It, on top of just how upsetting, what a what a fucking awful story this is. Um, so you know, I I'm I'm feeling myself get agitated. Um, <laughs> I have promised myself I would not drink a, a, a beer uh, during the first part of this podcast because I didn't really want to like shoot from the hip. So, uh, I need to take a second here. Um, I know Paul's been able to keep up with this story a bit better, uh, than maybe Scott. Cause I know you've been busy and, and you're half a world away still. Uh, so let's start with Paul and then Scott, you can, you can come in. Paul, I don't even know how to direct you with this story. I feel yeah. like you should just talk about whatever you feel like you need to talk about. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, our podcast, one of our big selling points is that we are, we are funny and there's not going to be anything in this segment that's going to be humorous mm -hmm. from any of the three of us. That is the one guarantee I can make. It is for, for me, I, I have a lot of, try to have a lot of self-recognition here because my first emotional gut reaction is a lot of what uh, we, we have seen on Twitter for, you know, it's, it's cut the guy. This is not worth a headache. Uh, he did something stupid, the degree of what the degree of stupidity versus whether he did something stupid or did something egregiously criminal and amoral uh, is is still being debated. But I understand that's an emotional reaction. I understand the team exercises patience with this. The only two occasions I can recall with this regime that they've had to deal with, they exercise patience in both with the players. The first was LaShawn McCoy with uh, domestic abuse 
allegations uh, that arose in 2017 that ended up being, uh, you know, they ended up not be, let's put it this way, there, there were pictures posted online that were not representative of an actual event that occurred. Uh, McCoy was cleared and, you know, the organization had patience with that. They said to be patient. And at the end of things, we're like, okay, this this didn't happen. Uh, and then the other issue was with Tyrell Dodson, uh, who, again, I think we we're all thinking this is an undrafted free agent anyway. Why are they even having patience with this guy? Even for, if you take morals out of it, he wasn't that valuable to the team at that point. But they had patience with him, and they talked him through uh, what was going on. Tyrell Dodson, to his credit, has talked about the issue extensively. Um, one of the people... One of the more popular Bills people on Twitter is Bills Chick, who we follow and she follows us. And I remember her making a comment about Trell Dodson. Why is he still here? And he responded to her and, and had a conversation with her about what happened and the importance of it. This, however, steps beyond, you know, those types of allegations, because we know that Matt Ariza, at the very least, did something gross here. You know, he is admitted to having essentially by confirming the sex in the phone call and confirming the uh, you should get an, an STD test, you're essentially saying I have had, I 20, I believe it's time 21, maybe 22 year old man, uh, have had sex with someone I knew was a 17 year old high school girl. Uh, that is legally statutory rape. That is, a, you know, I think that would be grounds for dismissal, but I also feel like the bills have, I feel like their patience with Dotson and McCoy ended up being relevant. So I am okay with them being patient while they get to the bottom of this issue as law enforcement and the uh, lawsuit proceed to get to the bottom of this issue. And so I'm willing to give it a little patience. But yeah, to say I feel icky about him being on the team is certainly an in, in understatement. Uh, it's just not the type of you know, person you want to associate with the team you follow. We were supposed to talk last week about Deshaun Watson, and because we had such a loaded agenda, we didn't get to it. I'm really glad we did not, because I can't imagine going through this uh, two weeks in a row yeah. um, in discussions. You know, uh, I would add quickly, Paul, yeah. uh, Ed Oliver's DWI, and oh, yeah. uh, I, maybe Zay Jones' mental health issues also to, like, lists of patients with the bills. Like, they didn't immediately cut either of those guys. Uh, certainly at Oliver was found out to have not been drinking. Um, yeah. you know, so I am, I am, I am sympathetic to the idea. I, I think one of the things I, I have said, at least on Twitter was like, you know, if the bills came forward and said, we understand how serious these allegations are, but we have been persuaded by th things that he hasn't done this, or we believe him, I'd at least know where to start with them. You, you know, like I'd at least be able to kind of begin to wrap my head around it. Like they could, you know, there are things we're not allowed to talk about because it's a civil suit, but we believe in Matt's story or we believe Matt when he tells us this. OK, right. I don't you know, I'm not predisposed to believe that, but I'm, I can understand that that I don't have all the facts and I can and I can acknowledge that, you know, maybe there's something there for you that w will come out and will be discussed at some point. But, um, yeah, patience is hard. Yeah. Uh, with this kind Especially, of thing. Yeah, this is a passionate, passionate thing. And everyone, I shouldn't, I don't want to say everyone, but I feel like I could actually say, I feel like everyone has either <clears throat> been a victim of something similar that's happened to them or knows someone who has, even if they don't know that a person they know has gone through it, there's still odds that 
a person you know has gone through this and yeah knowing my how... wife and I were talking about this today and mm-hmm. you know it's just one of these things with our girls and it's you know, it's not my place to tell my wife stories on a podcast but um you know the, she has you know been around these types of things um and it's scary you know and it's not anything that we've talked at length about you know it's it's a product of 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 you know when i met her and all this other stuff but it it, it's it's happened to certainly more than one girlfriend i've had in my time and and you know people i'm related to and and yeah i think you know the only other thing i wanted to say quickly is this has been a surprise and fast for us it has not been as fast you know obviously for the victim or san diego or san diego state or even the bills who seem to have known since about august 1st but at this point i want to turn it over to scott to get scott's thoughts because you you have been patient sir and it's obviously a a topic that you know we'll have to see how much more we have to talk about but um i we do need to talk about the attorneys with it we do yes Lars has a good question but let's get let's get scott's initial thoughts please yeah i mean i definitely have not i saw it on the you know, something at some point. And I was like, well, that's not great. Um, and kind of noted the timing is like, well, that's that's not great because we just cut half the internet. Um, and yeah, I hadn't really thought that much about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you just kind of kind of let it play out. Um, I agree that the kind of, um, obviously like if, if he broke a law, he broke a law. I'm looking at the California wikipedia age of consent page i guess it's three years younger or older is a misdemeanor and more than three years is a felony yeah and this Um, is more than three years because he was definitely at least 21 and she was old as 17. yeah um i guess the 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 only difference though is that uh, misdemeanor is a county jail not exceeding one year felony is 16 months right um depending on person's criminal history um which presumably um so that's not good um you know i think i don't know i also looked at the personal conduct policy to me like it's not clear if this falls under that because it doesn't be it's not a member not, not on the team before. Yeah, that that's an, that's something that has been answered. Yeah, that he's not subject to the the NFL's personal conduct policy for these actions. Um, which is an interesting kind of detrimental loophole for the Bills on some level because now they can't have the um, commissioner's exemption list kind of working in their favor while right. whatever this is, um, while the investigation kind of plays out and and things are resolved. I mean, again, like. There's the ongoing criminal investigation, which could take, you know, obviously it's taken some time already. It could be months, months more or years, who knows. Um, obviously the civil court can go on for an extended period or at least until the NFL its investigation. Um, or Because that's the thing, like it's odd for the NFL to not start an investigation in this case um, to take things out of the hands of the bills. Um, because while yes, there is no, he was not a member of the bills while it happened on some level, they are now responsible for him. And it's right. the whole point, the whole point of the dumb personal conduct policy is to make the league look good. So the, the league's the, the league sitting on its hands saying, well, you know, he wasn't really a part of the NFL when this happened. So it's not really our problem anymore. Like if this was like, you know, 
murder one, I don't think that would be something they'd be, well, is, you know, he killed a guy a year ago. That's not, it's not really our problem. He's in the NFL now. It's a completely different situation. Um, I don't think that's going to, that wouldn't fly. So um, it's odd that they're not just kind of, whatever, the NFL is stupid and slow and it's a bunch of old white men who don't understand things. Um, I'm an old white man. I don't understand things. So on some level, I, I sympathize, but um, <laughs> I kind of would, I'd like, I'd like to think I would have figured this out if I was in the NFL. Um, but yeah, so not, not obviously not good for anyone. Uh, in this case, uh, first and foremost, the victim would be uh, the alleged victim. So I don't even know what to say. So um, yeah, uh, I don't think there's too much. Right. Okay. I do. I do want to jump in with one quick bit of breaking news that Sal Nacho oh. just reported is that the Bills' special teams have hit the field in Carolina to do their warm-ups. They are always the first unit on the field. Uh, Matt Ariza is not on the field with them. Oh wow! Take that for what it's worth, but that's that's what's going. Well, on. yeah, there was some yeah. question about whether he would um, he would uh, even be on the on the field today. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, or in in uniform and. I, I gotta think somebody else could kick the ball a few yards for tonight. On a, or just don't punt and lose fifty-two to eight if you have to. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, your Josh Allen already isn't playing. Yeah. Um, or you know, if the you know, maybe the Panthers would want some long field situations. You know, you could kind of right. talk to them about it. But anyway, yeah. Um, who? What? Do you? What do I want to? Well, do we want to talk about those? Because Lars had commented, you know, hope you guys discuss her attorney's conduct and the manner in which his confession, which is in quotes, was gathered but not used for 10 months. Right. Obviously interested in the legal ins and outs of these strange developments. And I, I will let Frank speak to this because he's the. Actual well, lawyer. yeah, that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not this kind of lawyer, Lars, yeah. but I, I think it's a good question. Um, I noticed he put confession in quotes. I, I think that, you know, I, I don't think Lars is trying to be flip. It's just it's. um. It's it's dicey because I, I'm with Paul in that, you know, California has a pretty strict statutory rape law. And even, you know, consent is not a a a, um, a defense to it. Um, I've read competing things on Scott's Romeo and Juliet standard where like it depends on um, like the age. I, I guess a true Romeo and Juliet exemption would be like if you're 19 and you have a 17 year old boyfriend or girlfriend and you have sex, you're not committing statutory rape. Like that's what that defenses for it's not for anything like this um so you know i i think it's really interesting too that like he's admitted to this much on tape okay to to san diego which california which i assume this type of phone call is allowed in california i was gonna say is it a two-party consent state or can the cops just I, you know i would i know new york is a, is a one-party you know uh california california uh two-party consent state um california recording california's wiretapping law is a two-party consent law but this wouldn't be wiretapping um and you know because you would have one person who and it that you don't have to record it i guess you could listen without having to record it but um so i'm gonna leave that alone somehow i'm assuming the san diego police have done this type of thing before where they sort of know what they're doing and they're not poisoning evidence this way but it's shocking to me that you have him saying as much or or nearly admitting as much um on on tape you know the ages of the people involved and this wasn't dealt with quicker or more directly um it is one of the things that initially made me 
sort of hopeful for the Bills here because I thought if you do an investigation on this around draft time or shortly thereafter and you're relying on the low, you know, the Bills only have so many resources and you're relying on police reports and you're relying on the university's reports and maybe you're taking some witness statements. Apparently there's a witness to this, you know, I don't know anything about the witness, but there's a witness that maybe acts in acts in Matt Ariza's favor. You could come away from the conclusion like, I don't know how much is here as the bills and say, I'm, maybe we should just sit on this and keep an eye on it because I can't say for sure one way or the other, or maybe they, again, were convinced uh, of his innocence. Um, that said, it's, it's, it's shocking. And and the other thing is like San Diego State apparently has been getting a, a longer investigation from local media regarding some of their their uh, athletics policies and, and, and what they report and don't report to local authorities. And so, you know, this could this this certainly it is possible that this is certainly the type of thing where there's a systemic failure protecting major athletes or, or college athletes or, co- you know, people that are important to local communities from and shielding them from from the consequences of their terrible behavior that is on the table uh, here. And so, you know, that's just that's that's fucking shitty. Lars, like, the, the answer is that's shitty. And I don't you know, I don't I don't know one way or the other enough about this type of stuff to really answer other than all of that is still on the table. Um you know, I'm part of it also is part of it also is it could be taking a while because, yes, I mean, you might be able to prove statutory rape relatively easily and quickly. But if she's claiming that this was, in fact, forcible rape and that it was not right, no consent involved, then that is actually a much higher and more difficult bar. And so that's why the investigation could. Yeah. Take as a district attorney, you'd want to be bringing as many charges as you could to this kind of thing, especially if it is the type of person who who, uh, you know, might have access to, to good lawyers, you know, um, yeah. and, you know, we don't know what the status of like a, a rape kit that was done afterwards or anything else. You know, I think one of the things I always like to this type of story, when it comes up, I came I came up with this analogy in my own mind a while ago. If I have if I buy a brand new television and I leave it on my front lawn, okay, and somebody comes and steals it, I might be stupid for leaving my television on the front lawn, but the other person broke the law, (laughs) you know, like the other person actually did the act of harm. And so just I think about the the handful of people that I am sort of seeing on here talking about, well, what was she doing at a party and and she'd been drinking and blah, blah. And it's like, I've, I've seen a handful of this and it's like, this is, it sort of misses the point, whatever right. state of mind she was in. It's like, I've made stupider decisions than she did. And I have not dealt with nearly whatever it is that she dealt with that night. Right. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, we will keep an eye on this. If while we are recording more information comes out, I think the bills plan on getting through this football game and dealing with it on Monday like that that's my instinct I don't think they're going to cut him today I think that he you know there's evidence that he might not dress um but just get another fucking punter dude I you know it's 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 a real shame from a football perspective I guess that's the last thing we should talk about briefly um it is a shame to me from a football perspective that this guy is a you know a special talent and um and also capable of this but I don't I don't really want this to taint the bills for me, you know, like I'm not sure I can look at this guy (laughs) and I don't want them. I don't want their winning season 
to to be always have him on the on the list of names. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I don't want to see his name on that Super Bowl Lombardi roster. Right, or any or anywhere near anything. I don't want to have to think about like whether he was a good punter with all his. I don't want the Chris Benoit argument for to wrestling. Okay, like I don't want it. I don't want it on my team. I don't want to involve it. Just get the fuck out of here. You know, if if he's innocent, you you know, good for him. And and I will I'll, I'll be sorry and we'll have another discussion maybe about it. But he can go punt for somebody else or the fan controlled football league from what we learned the other day, which we might get to. Um, but I I I personally am just ready to cut bait on a on a punter. It seems that's the it just it seems so weird that they would maybe stick their neck out for a punter like this. You, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the cost benefit analysis on a punter, uh, even if we're being cold and gross about it, is just doesn't make sense. Um, but that's I'm done talking about it now. If you guys, Paul and Scott, if you have final thoughts, go in that order on them. And then let's let's try and move on to Bills and uh, Broncos. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I think we've unless you have. Something I guess. To say. I guess. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. This is maybe a discussion for often. Okay, okay. If I've upset you, I'm sorry. No, it's not. I guess, would you view that for all if... Um, never, never mind. No, I, 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 if, I'm incorrect in my thoughts. Okay. I If if the question... The, I've, I've had the question kick around my head whether it depends on who the player is and why I'm feeling this no. way. And I think no, that's a... Oh, that wasn't it. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. We can. Move. Okay. The short answer is it doesn't matter. But um, okay. Uh, Bills beat the Broncos forty-two to fifteen. Uh, Josh Allen went three for three with a touchdown. Um, he did a funny little dance and avoided some pressure and and threw a, a dart to Gabe Davis. Um, and and they just sort of rolled. It was if you look at the box score on this, it's kind of weird. I it was surprising to me. That they they only had like th- each team only had like two punts I think one punt for the Bills I think one punt for the yeah and, and yeah. no punts wait no wait where is it punts 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 punting two punts for the 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 Broncos and I thought how could it be forty two to fifteen and there's only three punts and there was like one or two turnovers but there was just kind of like these time consuming drives and field goals and that was it. Yeah, Broncos um, had four scoring drives. It's just three of them were field goal drives. So. Right. It's really sort of highlighted the difference between scoring set seven and six and scoring three yep. for me. Um, Case Keenum looked a lot better with 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 mm-hmm. proper talent around him. That made me feel better. Matt Barkley, um, probably not long for the Bills. Um, well, not long for the 53, man. You, right. You, he could be the practice squad. Yeah. Now, right. Or yeah. don't they have like special veteran exemptions now? They do, and he doesn't have to go through waivers. The only way they they would probably lose Barkley is if they cut him and someone offers him a spot on their 53. That's probably unlikely. The only team that could do that is the Giants, who are going to poach Bills. Just be ready for that on Tuesday. Um, but I don't think the Giants would have an interest in him with Tyrod and still seeing what's going on with uh, Brown. And then I think they've got, they've got Fromm and Davis Webb there still. Uh, so they'll probably keep one of those younger guys, but we'll see how good they have all bills basically in, right. in with giants. But I think, I don't think anyone's going to put Barkley on the 53. So he'll probably be cut and then he'll resign with the practice squad. Now that they've loosened the, the limits on how much experience you have and can be allowed on the practice squad. 
Case Keenum threw a touchdown to O.J. Howard, which, you know, maybe that'll get the Bills a seventh-round pick for him, which, yeah. you know, could be good. Uh, any other – any thoughts on the game? Scott, let's go with Scott. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I think it was – obviously, it was encouraging. Um, you know, I think uh, it was nice to see the offense looking as good as it did. I think, like we said, like, I, I, I was glad that I had confidence in Case Keenum. He proved me right. Um, honestly, I think the – I think on some level, our second team offense is a decent NFL offense at this point. Like Case right. Keenum at quarterback and uh, some combination of uh, yeah, Crowder, kids, yeah, Shakir, uh, Crowder, and you know, I don't know if you want to have like you know Davis as your number two is kind of cheating, but like, um, but you know, whatever. Like I think that and like Sweeney and OJ Howard. And you know Zach Moss, um, that's not a terrible NFL offense. That is a worse offense, and that's literally like as if the offensive line was was holding up. Um, so that that's encouraging. Um, it doesn't actually work like that, but but it's nice <laughs> to know that we have some depth on offense. Um, to get back to last week's question of where are we at least worried about depth, it's it's not on offense. But the defense looked looked good too. Uh, there was not a lot of movement from Denver. Obviously not with Russell Wilson in there which slows them down considerably, obviously. But, um, you know, they, they did what they were supposed to do, which was not even allowed really that much um, from Denver the whole game. So, yeah, no, it was an enjoyable watch. And um, nice to see some uh, some Josh Allen. And was pleased enough to go out and get my new alternate red third jersey Josh Allen. So I'm ready to go for this season. Which we, look, yeah, he looks sharp. That's he looks great in it. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. uh I uh, I also upgraded my Josh Allen to the the stitched on numbers Josh Allen, uh, which means I have an extra Josh Allen jersey, or yeah. at least I did, and I'm gonna leave it there. Ooh. Oh, this Paul, has me were, intrigued. Paul, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I had a whole litany of them, which I've now I've now greatly uh, abridged. Because you know, we, we had spent a little more time on the front end the buff, on other topics. The, this was our lead topic uh, yesterday at about 5 p.m. Um, but yeah, they, the the Josh Allen little dance he did that Frank referenced was hilarious because it looked like he was thinking, "Oh, I can just run for the first. Oh, wait, it's preseason. I shouldn't run. Let me get back in the pocket." Which was, I believe, exactly what that was. <laughs> uh, Keenum, yeah, he looked very good. We'll give the caveat: the Broncos rested most of their starters. So what I was looking for is the, the Keenan pass that really stuck out to me through one, a beautiful one to Diggs along the sideline. Diggs had gotten some separation early, but was still fairly decently covered. And Keenum just dropped it into him right on the sideline. That was regardless of who's, you know, who, who you're playing against. That was just a good throw, a good catch. Uh, once the Bills' second string offensive line got out, Keenum was under pressure all the time. Didn't seem to matter to him. Uh, you know, still plowed through it okay. I ended up watching pretty much the whole game because I thought, all right, well, I'll just watch the first half. Then, okay, I'll just watch till they have a drive that doesn't result in a touchdown. And literally their last drive was the only one that they, wasn't a touchdown. They ended up punting. Uh, and as Scott referenced, uh, defense looked good. Um, Shaq Lawson made some good plays. There's some speculation maybe he's pushing Basham for that number four role on who's going to be uh, in the rotation on game day and you know who's going to be the inactive lineman. So we'll see how that shakes out. The tight end battle is the other battle to keep an eye on. Um, you know, yeah, Frank said, maybe we get a seventh round for O.J. Howard now, which would be nice because they get no no money back if they cut him. They only get money back if they they trade him. So uh, I'll be interested to see how, how this game shakes out. 
um, with who they dress and, you know, who ends up uh, who ends up earning the spot. So entertaining game. A uh, very nice way to, uh, you know, make the fans go home happy uh, from whatever it is. Highmark Field now? So Yeah, Highmark. Yep, but positive impressions, uh, enjoyable viewing experience. Very good. Um, the Bills have tweeted. They said, we have arrived, and it's four pictures of some players. Uh, the replies are exactly what you'd imagine. <laughs> to be. Um, all right. The roster moves. Uh, we've discussed Matt Hack, who was cut. Uh, and has already signed with Indianapolis, so there's no fixing that one, Michael Bluth. Nope. <laughs> um, guard Ike Butker has been put on the pup list. He will be out for the first four weeks of the season. Wide there's, receiver... there's no longer money in the banana stand. Sorry. Right, there is, in fact, no longer. Uh, wide receiver Tavon Austin also cut. Um, they discussed Trey White going on the pup list, which they said that they were going to take as much time as they could before making that decision, which means... You know, he's not out of the woods yet, but we had sort of had a, at least a little bit of a discussion on the on the app, on the, on our, on our uh, text chain that like I, I never really expected him to start the season anyway. Um, and then Cody Ford was traded to Arizona uh, for a fifth round pick next year, which leaves Bobby Hart as the guard that is left. Um, so other and then there was comments that he has improved greatly. Which I don't really believe, but okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. Like, all right, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody, everybody's done a great. I've I've only ever seen like two players come into like training camp and not be like doing great and spent the off season and definitely improved. And like one of them was Carlos Williams, who literally just like I don't know. And then Albert Hainsworth also like famously like was too fat for camp one time. Um, Putting right. Matt Hack aside, because I think we all know how we feel about having cut Matt Hack now. Uh, any other thoughts on the other players that were released or, or moved? Um, you know, I, getting rid of Cody Ford for a five, fifth round pick, if you didn't think he was good enough for the team, that's great. Like, all right. okay, cool. I, I, I was a, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I was a fan of that movie, even though Scott will make fun of me because I mentioned how much I was a uh, fan of the Zay Jones trade game, fifth round for him. And Scott said something like, yes, anytime you can flip your second round pick that you traded up for, for a fifth rounder, that's such a good move. Um, <laughs> and that's the exact same situation here. You trade up for a second rounder and you get a fifth rounder back. You know, a lot of their draft picks have worked out pretty well in those first three rounds. Yes. Um, so, you know what, you're not going to hit on all of them. It's a shame for didn't work out and you recoup something for him. And as of today, the interior line depth seems Decent, yes, I know what we all feel about Bobby Hart, uh, but they have other guys, and Ike Bucker will hopefully be back at some point, middle of the year, uh, so hopefully they don't mm-hmm. need depth before then. So I was I was a fan of that trade. No real thoughts on the other move. Tavon Austin had an uphill battle the whole way, and he was a late signee. And yeah, yeah we, we all know how we feel about Matt Hawk at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, there's uh, there's not much to say other than, yes, Cody, I wish you well. Um, it, he was never... Uh, you know, we I don't know if if maybe it would have worked out better if we had started him at guard early on. Yeah, because that was the that was right because he was the right plan. tackle. But yeah, that's right. He, well, yeah, he was the, he was the tackle when we first started him mm-hmm. um, because we thought he had done both at Oklahoma. They they had projected him more as a guard. The kind of scouts and the the, the commentary of the of the draft um, kind of caucus. But uh, the Bills tried him at tackle. He certainly had the the size and the and the body type, but not 
not not the not the flexibility and the agility to do that. Um, and it turned out that actually he wasn't even really that good of a guard either. Um, maybe that would have worked better if he had had more consistency or more reps. But um, yeah, I think at this point there was enough talent um, elsewhere to kind of move on, move on with with Saffold. So, Saffold. All right. Uh, Deion Dawkins restructured his contract. It will clear $5.6 million from the 2022 cap. Someone had noticed that we had cut a wide receiver and Matt Hack was number three. And we just made $5.6 million in cap space. Yeah. All of which might add up to signing Odell Beckham Jr. Or or a really good punter. <laughs> or now a really good punter. <laughs> Right. Well, it'd be funny, like if like all the punters who aren't signed are out there going, no, no, we've got the bills over a barrel now right. <laughs> for the good money. <laughs> I bet you Pat McAfee has been trained in the background this whole time. We all uh, think he's uh, to WWE. Uh, yeah, yeah well, he, he puts on a good show in WWE and he's yeah. got that dog in him. So, uh, yeah, bring him out of retirement. The dumbest thing Pat McAfee ever did was get drunk and fall into the White River in in, in Indianapolis. That's I can put up with. That. <laughs> right, Frank almost did that on the night before his wedding. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. no, that's just that's that's just Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, listener questions. I know we had a few. We, we, we had we had at least one, which I think we should re reframe. Um, where if you scroll down to the question, uh, we have a new one from Brian Punt just in time, actually. Oh, good, yeah. There was one from Mark. Um, oh, no, it wasn't Mark. Man. Oh, yeah, it was from Alex. Um, but I'll just read his question, not the sentence that leads into it. Which skill would you all be recognized as God of? And Yes, right. He had been discussing a, a, a person with a, a nickname. Right. With God um, in it. And mine would be easily the God of over-explanation. Uh, as my psychiatrist has, <laughs> has told me, I leave no, no part of a point unexplored. It See, you would have been a great now. contract lawyer. Like that is yeah. like the root of a contract lawyer. Like, I, let me think of everything. Yeah. Scott, are you the are you the god of anything? I, I don't I don't think anyone's gonna enjoy this. This is not something that I'm comfortable doing. Okay. It's either gonna get yeah, it's gonna get really weird, awkward. I don't feel like it. Let's 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 do this, Alex. Alex, we really appreciate the question, and on August 25th, it was a great question, <laughs> and. We're we just yeah nobody feels good about this right now. The, mood, um, the mood's our, not the mood's not right for this. Place. We're not there. Yeah, wait, wait till you hear wacky schedule, which is just... <laughs> <laughs> it's another rip roar ride of wacky schedule. Everyone buckle in. <laughs> God. Um, Mark says, does anybody have Matt Hack's phone number? Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mark. Nope. Again, it's just not the mood for us today, guys. Um, you know. Keep writing in because, you know, we're just it's it's our fault. We're in a shitty mood like um, or maybe it's Matt Arise's fault. I don't know. Yeah. Brian, with a football question, are you pretty happy with the way the roster and projected start projected or projected starters? Look, I'm more reassured about the D line than I was at the end of last year. Still have concerns about the O line. If they can be average or above average, I'd be OK with it. The rest of the team seems pretty good. Brian, thank you for that very thoughtful comment and question um i feel great about how yeah. the starters project um i am a little interested in what will happen at punter but ultimately since i've long believed that like 
the punter is not nearly as influential as as has been made out to be, I I tend to still think they're an excellent football team. Um, uh, I I sort of agree with you on the D line. I think Von Miller will help that, um, and I think that they you know Greg Rousseau and 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 others might might benefit from it as well. Scott, I turn to you unfairly with the with the who are you the god of question. Um, so I'm going to turn to you with this football question about the D line and whether you like the Bills roster. I'm not really in a place to discuss. <laughs> um, no, uh, Why did you come to the podcast? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, honestly, if you talked to me before training camp, I would have been fine before the roster. Kind of right. Project that. Um, I, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm the reverse. I think, I'm a little more confident on the offensive line just because we have a couple more veterans there with Saffold in, in the fold again. And I didn't even try that one. That was just, was just <laughs> me running out of words. Um, and if you have Pleasantberry now is death if Spencer Brown can't return to form quickly. So that's that's helpful too. At right tackle. Yeah, um, exactly. So it's, 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 we have some, I feel a little bit better about the offensive line than I do about the defensive line. Um, tracking obviously we've got von miller on the edge um which is which is great and and i'm i think again like that that really kind of um seals the the kind of the top end of the line but at the same time like he is just one guy and i don't know that it's going to be a i mean again it was the defense made it work last year you know for the most part on on their own I think Von Miller can help. Um, I don't know that the, the entire defensive line has suddenly gotten um, every every player has suddenly gotten a lot better as a result. I think they will get more sacks and it will work well. The other thing is Miller's old, older, and not uh, not all the way the man he once was. But I still think it's. I think I think in general the roster is fine. That, that I'm not right. Uh, I would I would agree. I will bring up quickly. Uh, I'll I'll do the one point of disagreement first with Scott, which is I think the defensive line is going to be in a nosebleed spot from what we've seen or read about Miller. He's looking as good as ever, and he looked very good last year. So even if he does start a decline, he's starting to decline from a spot that most uh, edge rushers never reached in the first place, uh, and that's still going to make him pretty effective. And because the other guys on there, you know, uh, Rousseau, Epinesa, Basham are all younger guys, they're not going to get worse from last year. They may not get better. Um, you know, that's certainly plausible, but the odds are one of them will improve. So I think the defensive line's in good shape. The one area we didn't talk about, of course, is cornerback. Uh, it was, remember Dane Jackson entered the lineup last year when Trey White got hurt and our thought was, well, shit, that's the only guy they got who can do this. So let's hope Dane can hold it down. And our attitude toward Dane Jackson is he's the only one who is a secure starter, uh, at cornerback. Hmm. And, and that's not necessarily because he's that much better, uh, in camp. It's just that. It's, you know, the room with Levi Wallace gone with Trey White still on PUP uh, has gotten a, a bit worse. And I also a bit of a concern that Kyer Elam, your first round pick, is battling for the other spot with a sixth round rookie. Um, you know, and maybe that sixth round rookie turns into a Hall of Famer one day in Christian Benford. But uh, you never know. But otherwise, I'm going to full agreement. This is if I believe this is probably the best roster we've seen since the Super Bowl era top yeah. to bottom. So I am fine with how these projected starters look. Maybe better in some ways, honestly, like 
I don't know. We don't have to answer that question now, but they're, they're an excellent team <laughs> and yeah. it's hard to find fault with them. Um, you know, obvious stories, notwithstanding. Okay. Yeah. Let's, um, let's. <laughs> Tough to find to... fault with them. As it's we ha- see a tweet that Matt Ariza was on his, came in on the third bus and walked into the locker room. Okay. So. He's there somewhere. Okay. Yes. Well, there's a photo of him with his eye, earbuds. His earbuds in. Yep. Doing the the walk all right um let's let's uh let's take this party over to wacky schedule and uh <laughs> see what we can do with that or, um, do, you want to, or yeah. do we want to do this day in bill's history first i'm fine with either i, order. I could i could i could i could be the warm-up act for for this day in bill's history all right <laughs> what I'm we could do is that. we could we could skip the, I'm going to give you this one option now live on on the podcast. We could skip wacky schedule this week if we feel like it's not appropriate and then do this day in Bill's headlines. And then next week we would skip this day in Bill's headlines but do double wacky schedule. If we uh, feel I, like I feel, No, I I'm happy to do. It. Let's okay. Yeah, let's, let's right. get it done. Otherwise we got to do is. nine nine fucking wacky games next <laughs> <laughs> it'll be oh yeah the bills have made roster cuts they're about to face super bowl champs for the first time ever on opening thursday night and oh, we're yeah, going to talk about nine. nine fictitious games that we have, yeah, we have let's, let's, let's hope that's all we have to talk about next yeah. week <laughs> okay it's it's not like guess what they did this week turns out the bills are a drug cartel and mm-hmm. yeah okay so let's let's get on with wacky schedule and then right. we'll do this day in bill, bill's headlines and then uh, we will acknowledge they're playing a football game too. <laughs> yes. So uh, this this first game, the Bills are a drug cartel. Says it oh. right. I don't know. What, I don't. I didn't. How are we gonna? No. Okay. As teased last week, this is uh, one of. I'm very excited. Themed wacky schedule. Everyone get excited. Here it is. All right. This is video game wacky schedule. Month, video game month wacky schedule. Your first one, the one that was that was hardest because the other three I think were very easy locks. Pretty okay. sure you'll be able to put them together. But the first one is home versus Minnesota. This is um, the Bills and the Vikings. Um, I'm going to say the Bills are. Does do, does everyone remember the classic arcade side scroller, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one? Oh, yeah. They actually the, ported it. The arcade that version or yeah, the they, Nintendo version? Well, they ported it into the, an the, impossible Nintendo version. There's not that many differences, except the side scroller is the better graphics on the uh, arcade version. Right. A little more, a little better sound effects, I would say. Same okay. purpose to the game, though. Okay. Yes. So in this case, the Vikings are, they are the, the manifestations. So basically, what in these games, as we go through them, uh, I will give you who the opponents are, or sometimes I'll give you who the opponents are, and sometimes I'll give you who the Bills are. In this one, the Bills are obviously the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So okay. You have to tell me what Teenage Ninja Ninja, what four Bills are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. and then that means Kirk Cousins is Shredder, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. He's the villain in that game. Yep. And can those four Bills? Um, navigate their way through the as as you know it's a kind of Jumanji style. They're in the game playing as you know the turtles. So they have all the turtle powers, but can right. they get through that side-scrolling game and beat the Vikings as right? All right, so we'll okay. start with 
Frank, Frank seems on top of this one, so we'll go with Yeah, I'm just, it's great. I love this question. I'm a little disappointed it's not the cartoon because then I could try and rope in, you know, Usagi Yojimbo and Casey Jones, like the two greatest hero characters in, in Ninja Turtles, but I'm happy okay. um, to see them okay. going. Casey through. Jones, I think, was in the side scroller at some point. Was he? Okay, he joined cool. Them. All right. Yeah, I think he joined them halfway through. If you want to throw in a Casey Jones under your bills, no, no, I think I think it's important to the integrity of the wacky schedule that I stick with <laughs> the, the four Ninja Turtles. Um, I think that, you know, you can't put Leonardo and his leading skills. I, I think you can't pick anybody other than Josh Allen. Like, I mean, he's just like Leonardo is a is a, is a, you know, a, a lawful good hero. And that's Leonardo's role. And and I think that, you know, clearly he's the leader there. Um, the the. Michelangelo, I think, is probably Isaiah McKenzie. Oh, that's or, good. I was going to say Diggs, but, Diggs yeah. because they're very. But I think McKenzie has more of that silly humor, so I think I'm going to have McKenzie uh, be Michelangelo. Um, Raphael, the big grump, and Donatello, the kind of you know the smarty guy, yeah. smarty awkward genius. Um, those are a little tougher. I think that uh, yeah, I, w- I would have put Levi Wallace as one of them. Actually, he always kind of struck me as grumpy. Yeah. Um, I think that <sighs> Tremaine Edmonds seems a little grumpy. I think I'm going to make him Raphael and Donatello. Do we have like a, a like a like a high level like you know you need an offensive lineman as generally considered the smartest guys on the team. Yeah, I, I, it's that's why the I'm center. Like, I feel like a Mitch Morse. I, yeah, I think that's what I was gonna do. Was like Mitch Morse keeps track of a lot of things, and I apologize if I'm not recognizing the intelligence of someone else. But I think Mitch Morse um, <clears throat> will in fact be Donatello. The thing about that game is, I felt always felt like the bow was the best weapon in the video game because it was very, um, you know. It was had a long reach. You could kind of keep the the litany of foot soldiers away. Um, the problem here's the problem. Okay, this is why the Bills, in fact, are going to lose this game. I'm picking the Bills to lose because if you know anything about this game, specifically the arcade game, this one is in particular designed to eat your quarters. Okay, this <laughs> game is designed to overwhelm you and it's gets you and like yeah, there are people who can kind of like do do deep runs on 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 one guy but it's not really built that way and the problem is the bills are right up against the financial salary cap even with all this restructuring so i don't think they're going to have enough quarters to get through the game i think they're going to do really well i think they're going to get through bebop and rocksteady and get to like the second or third level um but i don't see them like beating the ultimate boss at the end uh i think they fall short because i think it's just like an unfair it's one of the harder arcade video games to kind of get through so i'm gonna i'm gonna pick the vikings by virtue of the nature of the beast here yeah i have very little to add to frank's analysis because i feel he hit uh i'm going to disagree on the result but i think he got there the same way i was going to get there i think the advantage of uh sean splinter mcdermott uh in the corner is going to be very uh very helpful to the team uh not to mention the uh guidance uh, that they can get from some of the the veterans, you know, the the Roger April O'Neil Saffolds, uh, who you know just take, come in with that experience and, and yep. kind of cover what's going on. Uh, 
they will struggle uh, with Dalvin Crank Cook, uh, no doubt, at uh, points in the game. Uh, you know, Justin Rocksteady Jefferson's always going to be a problem. Uh, but yeah, I think there there's a lot of skill here. I think they'll they'll march their way through this game pretty well. But I think. Th- I, I think Frank really underestimates Brandon Bean's cap mobility here. Yes, they're going to rerun in low on quarters. They okay. will do. They will be restructuring during the game. <laughs> but they will be sure uh, all the cap uh, restructures during the game. Um, the equivalent of "Mom, I need another dollar." Yes. Um, <laughs> so this is just going to go on and on. The Bills will eventually win the battle of quarters, and there's enough skill that maybe they only need to feed in. I would say it's probably going to be about a $30 game. So I'm I'm going to say, what is that? 40, 120 quarters. I think they can scrounge up 120 quarters uh, and win this one. Uh, And since it's an arcade game uh, and it's turtles, I don't know what to make the score. So I'm just going to say turtle-rific to shredder, shredder, shredder lacking. That is the score. All right. So a couple things. So my concern is for one, they will not have Sean McDermott slash Splinter, who, as of course everyone remembers from the game, was captured oh, as the oh. inciting incident by Shredder. And so you do not have him coaching you through it. Only his 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 voice still rings in your head, but obviously he's not there. Um, so it's more of an Obi-Wan also, type of role, yes. Yeah, I was also <laughs> looking for um for your Michelangelo. I was looking for Dion Dawkins. Mm. That is who I was looking for for Michelangelo as a goofy snowman type. Yes. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know that if I'm asking who the Leonardo on this team is, like I don't know if I'm gonna go with Josh Allen. Really? I get that he is, he is trying to to be that guy, but I don't think he is that guy inside of him. I think he is, he he could be the Donatello. Like I don't think any of us think of him as a thinking man, but I think he's closer to that in terms of his attitude. Kind of more even keeled, but in terms of Leonardo, like someone who's like driven to win and like like type A, like minding the details, like I thinking of Steph Diggs, honestly. Like that's that to me, Diggs is your Leonardo. He's the one who is has to be perfect. And that I think you talk about his routes, his precision. To me, that's Leonardo. Anyway, um I also have the Bills winning this one. Um just uh because uh Kirk Cousins as Shredder does not stand. Does not scare me in the playoffs. Does not. Scare if me it was a football game, I'm ready to tell you, Kirk. I've been saying Kirk Cousins is terrible for ten years, but you know. Okay. All um, right. We're moving on. At uh, home versus Cleveland, um, we've moved back. We've moved into the consoles, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're playing Mario Kart. Oh. All right. So I need need two two bills for Mario Kart, and. Uh, I, I, why don't, why don't we do, why don't, who, who are the, we'll do four bills for Mario Kart and then we'll just say that Cleveland gets, you know, can't pick Bowser. Bowser will be on Cleveland's side. Okay. And, um, and Donkey Kong will also be on Cleveland's side. Okay. Um, so why don't we do your top four bills and you got to pick two and then you're running the Mario Kart against Cleveland. I think we got to start with, start with Paul this time. Okay. Right. So the characters for me that I'm picking for the Bills side, I'm going to have Mario, Luigi, of course. And I'm going to go with uh, Yoshi and Princess Peach okay. uh, for my Mario Kart characters. So I'm going right for the top ones here. But who's who? That's who's, what I have to part? determine here. Yeah. Um, it's too easy that we just made 
uh, you know, to make Josh the leader in all of this. So I, I have a really good suggestion, I feel like. But what if you want to hear it? Otherwise, you can you can say it. No, go go right ahead. I'll... I, I feel like I mean, as you know, his full name is Mario Mario. Yes. Um, there's only one other double M who's probably Italian on the bills, and that's Matt Milano. Oh, yeah. I feel like he has to be Mario. That's true. The only other one who could do it is Luigi because of the Italian aspect, but he's not a double M. He's a Luigi Mario. Yeah. And I again, I don't know that Matt Milano's Italian. I'm just sort of. Oh, he is. He's very okay. proud of that fact. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, Matt, Matt would be Matt would be Mario. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. I'm just blatantly stealing that idea from him. Go for it. Luigi, uh, skinnier guy, kind of underrated, doesn't get the credit. I think he's the Teron Johnson uh for the bills you know he he does big things very athletic uh can jump a little better than mario can um but just simply doesn't get the credit all the time uh yoshi uh not a lot of bills with big green noses so that's i can't really go by based on physical Mm -hmm. uh characteristics here um but you got some speed there with yoshi you got some fun lovingness you know what this is where i'm gonna go with Dion dawkins is yoshi and this is probably wrong uh but i'm gonna say it's it's Dion. And then who is Princess uh, Peach? You know what? I'm going to make Princess Peach Josh Allen. Uh, okay. And I understand people are going to have problems with that, but they're, they're sexist assholes. I don't care about those people. He's the one you got to protect. You know, this is the one that that, that matters in all the Mario games. In Mario Kart, you get to, to see her in action, which is great, but you're still most concerned about the safety and well-being of this character. Um, you're up against... Um, uh, so let's see, we're playing Cleveland. Well, Bowser is, uh, the nice thing is Bowser is Deshaun Watson is not playing in this game. <laughs> so they avoid Bowser altogether. Uh, easily the most evil character, no doubt for me on who that is. I'm going to go with, uh, Wario, uh, is one of the enemies here. Oh, that's, that's gotta sure. be Miles Garrett. I would think, you know, yes. I, I feel like that's, that's just a, a great, great match there. Uh, King Boo, uh, probably Kareem Hunt. I'm gonna mm-hmm. gonna make uh, King Boo um, on this, and then uh, the Bills will face who they will face Jacoby Brissett, uh, aka Bowser Jr. Okay. Uh, in this, I was um, also thinking Shy Guy for Jacoby Brissett, but oh yeah, that could work too. Well, this <laughs> but... is great. You're gonna have your chance to say there's Diddy Kong too. We've got all sorts of options. Um, yeah. I mean, just with Bowser out. Uh, this to me is a is a no brainer. Um, I think the Bills will outrace them. They will have the uh, home um, track advantage, if you will, in this game. And so, yeah, I'd say the Bills win this one handily. I won't even give a score. Here's the pro- I'm going to keep Paul's team because I I feel like we shouldn't go through the whole list again. I feel and and it's a great team. Um, and I already got my Matt Milano in, which is what I was most worried about. <laughs> The thing the Bills have to be careful of is not getting out to a huge advantage early. That's because in Mario Kart, if you get out to a huge advantage early, the great equalizer, the flying blue shell of death, comes out. And that is, of course, always awarded to the people at the back of the game. So you're going to want to keep somebody back there to maybe scoop up the blue shell so they don't use it. You 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 can't have them do that. Because if you get the blue shell... The whole race can go to hell. It can go right to hell. That said, I feel like, you know, 
the Bills are probably still going to win this game. I think they've got that under control. I think they'll, they'll, you know, somebody will take turns, you know, saving because it's competitive team Mario at this point. It's not even necessarily every man or woman for himself. Uh, so I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pick the Bills too. Um, but I, I, I just that would be what I would want them to watch out for. Don't let the Browns get the blue shell boost because that can really just that can change a whole race. Good strategy. Good strategy. Um, I also would have accepted Gabe Davis for Luigi. Okay. Oh, yeah. Tall, tallish, tallish jumping guy, good at jumping. Mm-hmm. But yes, I think the Bills do come away with this one as well. Uh, we're moving on to at Detroit. Uh, the game is Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving. Everyone's coming around the TV and they are sucked into the world of the immortal first person shooter, Goldeneye. <laughs> N64. <laughs> N64 Goldeneye. And so I need um, give me four bills and or give me we'll just do two. Why don't we just do two? We're going to speed things up. Two bills. What are their primary weapons versus uh, the the lions in this case? And uh, who comes out? Uh, we'll go I am going to be such a disappointment here because I never really played goldeneye especially the multiplayer okay. version that everyone plays because it was like the first multiplayer game ever it felt like um yes. so i i can say your first ahead. person weapon of choice on something it's, right it's, not, I it's, it's, it's like the... guns so <laughs> yes um i feel Here's like your walter ppk the sniper okay. rifle uh, so i want to give tyler people... bass a sniper rifle i feel like He's built for hand-eye coordination, long distance, lining things up. I feel like Tyler Bass, excellent special teams idea here. You know, give him the sniper rifle, let him cover things. Um, And then, I don't know. I don't want to keep using Josh Allen. He, of course, is our best player. But at this point, I'm worried about Carpal Tunnel. He's been in three video games in a row. Um, uh, I'm going to make the bold move, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Gonna have hand-eye coordination. That's very good. No, you know what? No, not Case. No, I'm gonna go. I'll stick with Case Keenum. It is a short week too. Remember, so the Josh will need the extra rest, (laughs) right? You can have him focused on playing the Golden Eye. I'll give him uh, the the short-range weapon. I'm assuming there's a maybe not a pistol, but maybe there's like an AK, you know, automatic. The famous the Golden Gun. Yeah, the Golden Gun sounds good. Give him that thing. you know, I, and what I'm going to say, uh, let's see, I'm not going to make any gun violence jokes. I think that's not appropriate, uh, even though we're playing Detroit. I think I'm just going to let that dog lie. Uh, I'll say that, you know, I think the Bills are going to win. I think, you know, because uh, frankly, other I, I can't name two people on the Lions. Um, so I'm just going to say the Bills win because the Lions are terrible. And the, the, the Bills will probably get, I feel like those two players Lots of hand-eye coordination, foot coordination as well for Bass. Maybe he can work a way to that that Z button on the bottom of the N64 controller. Maybe he can wiggle that with his toe in some sort of competitive advantage way. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take the Bills, uh, and I'm gonna sort of do a bad job on this one. I'm sorry, and hand it over to Paul. Yeah, no, I think that was a, a fine job. I'm gonna steal your characters and say that the Bills are going to be well equipped with this. I think you have. Um, you know, tire bass sniper rifle. Good. I think that's a good get. I think Keenum's going to be an issue. You know, I think you, even if you've prepared him weeks in advance, like, hey, this is going to happen. Um, but I mean, it, 
my concern is that the the lions will be able to embody uh the villain characters in this game you are looking at xenia on top you are looking at natalia simonova you're looking at freaking jaws you know and goldfinger i mean this is i feel like if an odd job if this is the lion straight up yes but i feel like they are is the bills are embodying you know they get their choice of weaponry they get their choice of characters but the villains in this are just the lions are going to be seriously upgraded it's going to be a short week they don't have to go anywhere i i got to pick detroit in this one and i won't even make an experience with weapons in detroit joke though i just did uh yes so uh this is this is a this is a tough one um because there are a lot of legends on the detroit side who seem to give a lot of credibility. Also, Detroit, some people think, is a bit of a dark horse this year. Had a lot of close games that they lost last year. Okay. It might have been a different story if they come out on top, but you still have to like the Bills in this one. Um, I liked I liked the, the Tyler Bass uh, sniper rifle choice. I think the Case Keenum thing was, was kind of well thought through, um, but you want to have someone who's also can be good at, cover, at, at hiding and kind of being uh, shifty. So I want James Cook as my as my kind of close in man. Um, also, I think he's got a little bit of style. We need in close with the throwing knives. That was always a fun. Get somebody in close with the throwing knife. That's a style. That's a style deal. Um, what do you do now? Um, so our last one. This is the New England game. So I'll, I'll let you guys guess what is the what is the video game of choice we're playing with. I haven't played video games in a while. It's obviously beyond N64, so we're probably looking Let's at a, an Xbox or it's PS4 either it's either market. some famous Boston game. Is it is it? It could be like Magic versus Bird, right? Or whatever that Jordan versus Bird game for Nintendo. Um, this, this is a it's very it's very uh, it's, we've hit a lot of genres. We've hit side scrolling kind of adventure. We've had a racing game, first person shooter. It would be a classic kind of. You'd need a multiplayer choice. Fighting? Is it a fighting game? Are we going to Street Fighter? It's a fighting game. It's a fighting Tekken. game. It is not Street D- Fighter. Double Fatal Dragon. Fury. Double Dragon. The, grand, the grandfather of them all. Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat. Oh, Mortal God. Kombat. Right. Oh, so I need, I need, need, again, so the two Bills are going into the game. So you have to give me their characters from Mortal Kombat. And who they are, who the Patriots are, who are also going into the game and being the characters on the other side. Okay, I'm I pulling am, up the roster here. I, I I am almost disappointed we didn't have like a full week to rehearse this. <laughs> like, you know, because I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do this. This this is a beautiful premise that I am not going to do justice. Uh, oh. on mine. Do you want to think about it? And come back. No, 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 no. We got. Oh, no, because we got five games to cover next week. We don't want to make it yeah. six. So we got to just, we got to roll with Cage, this. Cage, Raiden, Liu Kang, Scorpio, Sonya, Sonya Blade, Sub Zero. I mean, there are dozens of God. characters, and there's at least a dozen, I think, good characters that you could you could Jax, pick here. Shang Tsung. Yeah. God. All right. Okay. Um. I think Scorpion Aiden. and Sub Zero both have to be in it. Like I. Yes. I don't, I can't imagine Mortal Kombat w- without the two of them. Yes. Um one has to be the Bills, one has to be the Patriots. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give I'm going to give uh Josh Allen Ryden because he throws massive bombs like lightning bolts, right? Um sure. okay. And I think I want 
Sub-Zero <coughs> to be Devin Singletary. Because, stay with me, running game, cold, playing New England. If it's snowy, we want the ice guy on our side. Okay? So those are my two good guys. Paul, do you have any thoughts on New England, who New England should be? I feel like Mac Jones should be Johnny Cage because I've never liked Johnny Cage. <laughs> I feel like he's the worst fucking character. But yes, if I, Tom Brady was still on the on the, on the yeah, budget, that would have been an that. automatic, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would not have been not have had a Right. I mean, as far Bill Belichick is Shinnok, correct? I mean, the embodiment of evil, the elder god Dalcon. of death. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So is. I have no and, doubt on that. Is on that. Yeah. Yes, he's come. Yes, he's. At that point, he's into the game, so his physical skills are no longer relevant. He is yeah. simply embordering, embodying Shao Kahn at that point. It has all of the skills. Right. So that, that's going to be a tough matchup. And I'm going to say, I'm going to put Matthew Judon on the field. I'm going to say he's Goro. Okay. Uh, Goro. Yeah. Yeah. The you big guy with ones. the multiple arms. Yeah, multiple arms. Oh, that's muscles, man, guy. that's a tough guy to escape. He's like the, the bosses. Yeah. And yeah, remember last bosses, year... Like, yeah, last year he was coming off of COVID. Josh kind of eluded him on a key fourth down rush. He's he's upgraded now. Uh, yeah. This is going to be a guy who's going to be difficult to escape. And this is a this is a Monday night in New England, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's Monday this night. Is a pretty, this is pretty, this is a pretty, pretty intense. Pretty epic, yeah. epic, epic thing here. Um, I would have. Um, I, I think I enjoy these picks. Um, I, I think it's a little concerning because I feel like we need to have Scorpion on the Patriots for this to be a classic Sub-Zero yeah. Scorpion yeah. kind of grudge match. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Mac Jones should not be Scorpion because he's, like, Scorpion's actually like, cool. Scorpion's yeah. a badass, right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know how many badasses they have left on the Patriots. Like, McCordy, yeah. is he still on? I don't even know, man. Patriots aren't who they were a while ago. This would have been more fun two or three years ago. They had more people on the Patriots who hated One of the nice things right. about the— They just got rid of Malcolm Butler this week, so that's— One of the nice things about the later <laughs> Mortal Kombat games, too, is is the expanded character roster where they add, like— I had a really good time with uh, Jason Voorhees in Mortal Kombat 10. Like, that was, like, such a great addition to that that franchise. Anyway, um, yeah. I suppose we need to get around uh, to deciding who kills who. Yes, and we need some fatality choices. Yeah. Um, the Jason Voorhees fatalities were fantastic. <laughs> I wish I could just mention that some more. Um, I So I suck at Mortal Kombat. Of all the fighting games, this is the one I'm worst at because the button combinations are the most complicated and infuriating, especially for the fatalities. Um, so, you know, Street Fighter, I'm very competent, you know, Tekken, I got really good at Tekken. Killer Instinct, I could kind of handle. You know, the other ones I, I, I dabbled in. Mortal Kombat, though, that took a long time for me to learn. Especially with, like, a dedicated block button. That that was always a little tricky. Right. Um, Who's our Sub-Zero again? Uh, Devin Singletary. So, yeah, we gotta have a spine rip in here. Yeah, I mean, right. right. We've got well, no isn't that why we want... I think that's why we want Mac Jones in the game as Scorpion. <laughs> Not because we think he's Scorpion, but literally just like, can we put an end to this nonsense? That is a very good Von point. Mi- 
I think Von Miller as Sub Zero would be pretty awesome to see him rip Mac Jones. I I am <laughs> I am open to there. you know what I am open to removing <laughs> Devin Singletary and placing Von Miller because I do yeah. believe it, like of all the Bills who could rip someone's spine out, I think I put him at the. I don't I don't think he could do it, but I think he's at the top of the list of people who could. <laughs> he's the closest. Yes, yeah, he's pretty but, close. Yeah. yeah so I I think uh, that's the right decision. I think Von Miller uh, as Sub Zero performing a spine rip on and i i know we, we thought of eh, is mac jones cool enough to be scorpion he's cool enough to get his spine ripped out by sub-zero that's what i'm gonna say and then we need a raiden so the classic yeah you know well raiden. you know what mac jones isn't scorpion he's the little kid friend in the neighborhood that you let play scorpion so that you can <laughs> rip his spine out right he's the guy they're like oh yeah yeah you just here pick scorpion he's good oh okay <laughs> How did you do that? That's not fair. Um, so yes, so some ele- some Raiden uh, fatalities, electric decapitation, uh, electrocution in general, explosive <laughs> uppercut. Um, I mean, we're gonna go know, with electric decapitation because we're all I, you know, th- yeah, got to go to the extremes on this. Nice, nice, absolutely. So we get Shao Kahn and he's on the ground, and yes, we're gonna kind of use our electric powers to uh eliminate yeah so yes i kind of want um, i kind of want the patriots to win around but screw up the fatality you know <laughs> where they're trying to enter it but then they just punch him and he falls <laughs> <They can't. laughs> yeah exactly he just falls over yeah exactly. yeah um that would be good. um yes and that is your wacky schedule for the third quarter of uh season 2022 well that picked up my spirits a little thank you scott Yes. Now, why don't you drag them back down for us, Frank? Yes. Um, Matt Ariza <laughs> will not be punting today in Carolina. He is with the team. Um, he did not come out with the special teams, and sources uh, across the board are now reporting that he will not be punting for the the Buffalo Bills tonight. So I don't know what that means. It kind of makes. I mean, I mean, I don't know what that means with regards to whether somebody will punt or they will just not punt. Um, so I'm interested in that regard, but. He is not punting with the team tonight, um, and that's probably – he did make it to the facility, though, so there's that. Uh, so we'll leave that there, and maybe we'll talk about it next week. Maybe we'll have just a quick hit at the top about how he's no longer a bill. That might be the, the easiest, at least. Um, Only an hour 14 in. Why don't we do uh, the Stay in Bill's headlines? <laughs> the Stay in Bill's headlines. Let's do it. All right. We're going to go through this quickly. No vamping. This day in Bill's headlines for August 26th. We have done this date twice before. I do have one repeat in here from a previous time, uh, but these are all fresh and new. 2021. It's going to be a wide receiver heavy one, so get your training camp wide receiver hats on. Wide receiver blank seems to be a lock for a spot on the 53-man roster. Uh, blank seems to be carving out a role in a crowded Bill's wide receiver room. The way that Coach Dable has the offense drawn up, I like to be able to help him out in any way possible, being able to fit in on the offense, but also fitting in on special teams, uh, being able to make plays and help us out, give us feel good, good, good field position, and just be an all-around player. I love it here. Uh, that's the the player's quote. So uh, that, is that McKenzie? Nope. But you're uh, you're on the right track. It's a guy who's still in the still hanging out in that crowded Bills wide receiver room. Davis. Dave. Keep going down uh, the death chart. Jake, uh, oh, Jake Kumaro. Kumaro. Yeah, there you go. There Jake we go. <laughs> down the... <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Speaking of going down the Bills wide receiver death chart, 2020. 
Wide receiver blank says offseason workouts with Bills QBs went a long way in learning playbook. Uh, that's my guy for sure. Blank said of Jake Fromm on a Zoom call with reporters. We got drafted together, so we automatically reached out to each other day one. And since then, our relationship has just continued to grow. We've been putting in work together since the offseason, and we live right next to each other. And so we're constantly in contact with each other, trying to get the playbook down. You know, he helps me after practice. I help him, and it's just a great relationship. Someone drafted uh, same year uh, Jake Fromm was, which I believe was 2020. Okay. Davis? Uh, no, but it, the Isaiah McKenzie. There's only one. If Scott named one of Isaiah the two Hodgins. wide receivers, Isaiah Hodgins. There we go. There you go. All right. Uh, hey, how about another wide receiver? 2019. <laughs> Bills blank deals with little turf toe situation as he looks to build on rookie season. Zay Jones. Think? No, but a, a good guess. Although Damn I think it. say yeah, that would have been his third year at this point. So okay. a good guess, but not the perfect guess. Uh, everything happens for a reason. He said, just continue to treat it and work on not let it affect my game and just continue to grow. Um, this is a player who had 44 catches for 541 yards and three touchdowns at the bills in 2018. Uh, and then only had three catches in 2019 after the acquisitions of John Brown and Cole Beasley, and then being usurped by other players. Uh, he played four games with Washington in 2020, had a couple of catches, uh, was on the Cowboys practice squad for most of last year. And then signed with the Giants uh, this offseason, but this went on season-ending IR last week. Mm. So I'll give the hint that will help Scott probably a little more, though Frank, it might help Frank. Undrafted player out of Alabama. Oh, Robert Foster. Robert Foster. That helped Scott a lot. All right. (laughs) 2018. Not a wide receiver. Moving to the offensive line for the next couple here. Blank. Moving past injury-filled time with Bills, happy to be a Bengal. Uh, especially being drafted by a team, you always want the best for yourself. You always want to be successful. 40 Glenn. 40 yeah. Glenn. Scott didn't need any more than that. 2016, Bills offensive tackle blank, thriving after battle with Crohn's disease. Dontrell Henderson. Dontrell right. Henderson. Wow. This is. Boom. Scott's like, I got places to be, and that place Holy is dead. Cow. Um, 2013, this is a rerun of one I did when we did this day in 2019, I guess it would have been. So 2013, Bill signed QB blank, trade for QB blank. They acquired two QBs in a week. And remember last week we talked about Kevin Cobb. Between last week and this week, he suffered a career-ending concussion. Okay. Uh, so they brought in two QBs. One stuck with the team, uh, ended up being with the team. Uh, for most of 2013, started some games, played some games. The other QB, uh, he also he spent four years with Arizona, a few years with Houston and Oakland. Uh, he played. He had a five-day tenure with the Bills. He played one preseason game, played poorly, and was cut. Okay. Is Thad Lewis one of them? Thad Lewis is the one who played well and started some games. Right. Uh, with the Bills. So you got one of the two. Okay. Is it a, is it a McCown? Josh it's not McCown? a McCown. Okay. It is definitely a name you you both know. This guy Scott, played at Arizona, Houston. Arizona is where you'll most know him from. Let me put it this way. Arizona is where you'll most know him from as a pro. Um, and then, yeah, he had four seasons with them, and then he played a bit with Houston and Oakland. Arizona I would, the college will give it away, so I'm trying not to give the college. Arizona quarterback. He was their starter in uh, 08, and then they realized they had Kurt Warner on the roster, and he was no longer their starter. 
And then Kurt Warner led them to it, the Super Bowl. Did not win it, but led them there. 2004 Heisman Trophy winner. If this helps. Oh, my God. Matt Leinert. Matt Leinert. Good job, Scott. That's right. He was a bill for a minute. Yep. For Well, for five days. That's, yeah. that's, that's like 10 minutes. All right. <laughs> Back to wide receivers now. Uh, Bill's wide receiver blank practices for first time in two weeks. The 2008 second round pick had been competing for the number two receiver job opposite Lee Evans before he was hurt near the end of practice on August 10th. James Hardy. James Hardy. Rest All in right. Peace. Let's work. Yeah. Rest in peace, James. A uh, few to go. We're, we're winding through here. Brown sent uh, 2006 Brown center to start against Bill's team that cut him. Blank is scheduled to make his second start as Brown's number one center against the team that cut him last September 4th. He's still slightly shocked over losing his job. I had an injury issue, he said. I wasn't able to stay on the field. I'll just leave it at that. Um, The Browns actually would cut him after this preseason game. He never played Mm. in the NFL again. Uh, This is an undrafted journeyman. His career started with Washington in 01. He enjoyed the most success with his two seasons in Buffalo. He played 12 games and starred five at right guard in 2003. And in 2004, he started nine games at left guard and four at center. You will know him maybe more from his Trey Teague. Good guess. Same era. I think Trey Teague was the Bills center who replaced this guy. Okay. Um, This guy joined Sports Illustrated in 2008 and wrote on NFL for SI's website. Uh, currently serves as a commentator for NFL games on Westwood One. He's the Philadelphia Eagles preseason game TV analyst. Uh, he also calls college games on CBS Sports Network and writes an NFL column for The Athletic and is an NFL insider for Odyssey. Very happy for him, but I, I don't know who this don't is. Know. All right. Uh, I feel like I do know who this is, but I can't remember. It. So I'm yes. going to say Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Uh, Frank Drebin would be proud of this guy. This guy is Ross Tucker. Ross Tucker. So a name you Tucker. see a lot in media. Damn it. Yeah. I forgot that he played football. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next time you see him on TV, remember he was a Bills starter for two seasons, and you wonder why we had yeah, him. Yeah, I remember he was. Yeah. All right. 2000. Blank rushes into Bills' backfield picture. Blank proves he's more than just a reserve blocker in the Bills' 16-12 win over the Philadelphia Eagles. The fifth-round choice from Texas Tech is a viable backup option for the Bills at running back this season. Uh, he gained 101 yards on 27 carries and caught two passes for 41 yards, though mostly against backup performers. Let's try Sam Gash. Not Sam Gash. Sammy Morris. Sammy Morris, I heard from Scott. I think that other is Sam. Answer. Yep. The other Sam. Sam. <laughs> That's all right. Um, and the last one, you guys have whipped through this. This is what happens when you guess correctly. Um, 1990, going back 30 years, blank ends holdout. <laughs> The contract was extended, and so Blank's season no longer stands to be shortened. Blank, the Pro Bowl linebacker for the Buffalo Bills, said he ended his holdout and would report to practice tomorrow after reaching agreement on a two-year extension. I didn't want to do it from day one. He said of his holdout, I hated it. It was killing me. That's probably one of the reasons I'm coming in. Enough's enough, and I want to start playing football. Cornelius Bennett? Incorrect. But Daryl Talley. You know what? If this was a 29-year-old headline, Frank, you'd be right, because on the same day in 1991... Daryl Talley also ended his holdout. Uh, Ray Bentley. Not Ray. You have named three of the Bills. Shane Conley. Yes. You've not really? named all Shane four of the held out? You did. Okay. But he hated it, if that makes it any better. And well, congratulations on naming all four. Gave up without getting rewarded. Yeah. So. That was all four of the Bills linebackers in Tecmo Super Bowl. And I believe out of 11, you guys got 
well, we didn't get Matt Lyer. Matt Lyer took a lot of hints. You guys did just, just great today. So it's called nine, nine out of 11. Uh, great job for August 26th, this day in Bills headlines. All right. Well, that was very fun. Thank you very much. The Bills are going to play the Carolina Panthers in about an hour without the punter. So there you go. Uh, any other thoughts about this game? Or do you just want to get through it and get to the season? Because that's where I'm landing. Scott, if you have any thoughts about this game, go for it. I have no thoughts about this. Very good. Paul? Uh, get through it healthy. Watch the depth battles. See who wins the tight end roll. For the there you go. Talks. Well, those are that, that actually sounds pretty good. OK, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. I'm going to get you out of here uh, until next time. My name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. Good night, everyone.